Welcome to Aspiring Hollywood. Chris Bjorkowski is a music composer, professor, and author of Heartache to Hope and Scoring to Picture in Logic Pro. Chris, the last time we sat down on the set of Aspiring Hollywood, if you remember, was a little bit over 10 years ago. But since then, you've been pretty busy. I mean, you, you're, you're teaching music now, you're, you're scoring for, for film and television, and, and you're, um, you're an author. Talk to me about that. Tell me what's going on. Yeah. So this year was super busy. Of course, this year I got married again. And so congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Remarried in the beginning of the year. So it's now it's going to be a year. The time flies by pretty oh fast. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, um, so many things happened, uh, specifically the first book, um, uh, working with uh, Trilogy and uh, Christian Publishing uh, during the journey from Heartache to Hope uh, was published in, um, I believe, uh, February, on the beginning of February. And my textbook, I got uh, October 29th, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, ready. Now, Heartache yeah. to Hope, uh, that, that's significant because you said you just got remarried. Yes. And uh, for those that don't know a lot about you, you know, why don't you explain a little bit about what Heartache to Hope is? Yeah, this is the journey, the journey from, uh, as you witness over the 10 years, uh, my, uh, my first wife, um, Lisa, uh, that was married, uh, you know, she uh, lived for 18 years uh, battling the brain cancer, multiple blastoma level four. And uh, that was the journey that uh, I started when I married her in 2000. And I was part of, of course, a uh, church that we met together. And, uh, you know, I took the leap of faith to uh, take care of her. And uh, just because, you know, love enters uh, the world. And uh, and uh, we just both were a disciple of Christ. And we wanted to make a difference, share music uh, with uh, people around the world, but also make Christ known to everyone. And this is kind of the pillar in 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 her life like a beam in the eye so to say something that nobody wants in life it popped in and uh, so how do you deal with that how do you um how do you even approach if somebody that you love get this uh confrontation in life and i remember you know starting on the journey you know 20 years ago, um, pretty much getting advice from people in the church as well, that even medical field that, uh, I'm, you know, do I really know what I'm doing? You know, yeah. do I really know what I'm getting myself into it? And uh, maybe since I was a little bit young and uh, more, you know, exuberantly wanted to do great things for God, also to take care of um, the, the person that you loved, um, you know, how, faith and uh, the faith that you have definitely it can uh, move the mountains and yeah. uh, I believe that God could do anything and he could heal anybody that he wants except uh, you know un unless we don't believe that of mm. course that that's in God's hand anyhow so if I right. cannot confront that I cannot change anything and have to have actually give him the control over somebody else's life yeah. so over I'm, yeah, that's a it's a long journey, of course, yeah. you know, and uh, and that that book pretty much it's um, you know about two hundred pages, but it's a it's a light glimpse, like I always say, into my mm -hmm. life, 
in Europe and um, throughout that time, you know, growing in three different countries. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I know I know your uh, your life. You and I have been very close, and and yep. I I think that you know you need several sequels to really sure. tell that the entire story, all the detail sure. and and all the miracles that happen in your life and and uh, and your uh, resilience, your your determination to to help Lisa when you didn't mm. have to. You didn't right, have right. to. I mean, you guys weren't married. You weren't. You know, right. together uh, to speak of, and yet you chose to stick with a person that was uh, that was essentially dying very slowly, but 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 dying right. over the course of the twenty years you were together. Yeah. So, with the diagnosis of one year only, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. very um, very rough. And yeah. you know, I hope that through that book, um, at some day, you know, um, that's going to get to the screen at some point, and yeah. It's going to bring hope on the, you know, when I go to the bookstore and there's nothing um, wrong with any other books that brings fun and enjoyment. Mm -hmm. um, but when you have uh, uh, such a, um, you know, how, how do I describe that? Uh, profound story that God works and creates this path of, uh, you know, if you trust and stay on God's side, um, despite all the heartaches as we christian experiencing that so i'm looking on my book cover since i have that mm -hmm. book signing and uh it's the inspiration the, the journey of you know hopefully someday it gets to the screen so people can fully witness uh the the, the vastness and the um the resilience how lisa was fighting uh life and how much you experience 18 years being caregiver and what mm -hmm. that means to a Christian or anybody pretty much in that yeah. day, right? Yeah. How much that work takes and how much resources, finances, and all beyond patience. And in marriage, it's totally different. And every yeah. aspect you touched, you could write a book about it. So, right. Yeah. right. But now, I mean, your life turned around, you, you remarried and, uh, and, Hopefully we can talk about happier, happier days yeah. ahead <laughs> <Sure. laughs> than, than in the past. And which, which brings us to, uh, to your, to your book on scoring for film. Right. Yeah. And, and that's actually how you and I met. We, uh, you know, I'll never forget the first <laughs> time you and I met that's, that still sticks in my mind. I'm not going to go into it here. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> it, it involves certain people we both know. Right, um, right. <laughs> but but that was such a huge misunderstanding. Uh, yeah. But once we we figured it out and we figured yeah. out what happened, uh, we we went on to have a wonderful uh, work and personal relationship, which I'm very grateful for. Oh. Um, but but talk to me a little bit about about what you're doing now. You're teaching music. You're you're scoring, and uh, and then I want to jump into. Um, uh, into your book, you know, into the scoring to picture and logic pro. Why, why that book? Okay. Um, got it. So, um, I think it, it's like, I always bring God to everything that we're doing for, for me. I'm just going to start with that because, uh, we know as Christian, we want to make sure that whatever, as God says in the Bible, whatever we do, we should bring glory to God, whatever it is that either Absolutely. we sleep or make music. And um, and it's very interesting when uh, Mary Alice, which is uh, uh, wife that I married almost for a year now, 
uh, young five-year-old uh, woman from DC, also lived in California for 19 years, um, entered my life at a given time. And, uh, and it was so profound in a way where all the books um, had a huge impact, uh, the way she helped me with editing some of the stuff, but also played in the commercial. Since we had to license for my textbook, we had to create a footage or we had to license her footage, but none of the footages really were um, licensable that the publisher could make agreement with whoever that was. Even Blender didn't want to agree to using the footage and editing time code. That was too much for them to agree to it. Mm -hmm. So I just uh, bought the bullet and decided to make my own commercial hire uh, very local um, students and, uh, and pay them uh, money to shoot actually a commercial. And um, actually the, the drone shot was not super successful because end up in the river at some point, no, no. Hit, hit the tree. <laughs> and I wanted specific yeah. angle to fly yeah. the drone around the car and, and all the other stuff. But she was also playing in that commercial. And, mm -hmm. uh, and of course her image from that commercial is part of that textbook, which is mm -hmm. about 412 pages. And the, the reason for it, since I, I'm teaching at film scoring at Liberty University, um, there is nothing, there is need, there's none uh, book available on that subject. Uh, mm -hmm. There's not, not even a one. Nobody yeah. published that because it's- That's amazing. Um, That's amazing that there isn't any, anything like that. Well, the, the problem with that, some, some publisher would say, well, maybe that's the reason why there is no book for it. <laughs> I would yeah. say, well, how do you teach your students or anybody in the world around that to use specific program? Uh, but it brings a challenges that you have to bring what film music is to a certain degree, what composition is, that's another aspect, how to use the program and how to combine all those elements together and a little bit audio mm -hmm. engineering. Um, sure. The program on itself, you know, if you start learning it, then you could go in many, many different ways. Songwriters can use this way, audio engineers can use that way. And, and yeah, mm -hmm. the vastness of how you could use the program and not only limited to that Logic Pro, but it's a very common, very, um, easy in parentheses way to navigate this challenging task that other programs right. like Ableton Life or um, are not suitable as much as as this particular one, and that's why we teach also here at Liberty this particular subject. And okay. so I thought, you know, over the years, even my mom remembers, you know, I was trying to approach so many different publishers, and it's just like everything has to be an exactly time and a moment. And There's a reason for everything, my friend, right? Isn't that isn't that it? Hundred <laughs> percent. And you know, I just looked through that book today uh, on my shelf, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, it became uh, a beacon of hope. Uh, I mean, the reviewers on Amazon, you know, some of them I remember. I mean, everyone is very positive. Some yeah. somebody quoted that I needed that book million years ago, right? Wow. And so, um, and I would say when I started, I wish somebody would write that and right. uh, I would learn from that. But, you know, um, <laughs> well, I, I have to say that I, 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 I looked through the table of contents <laughs> right. and for me, I mean, I, I'm not into audio engineering, right. you know, that, you know, I'm not sure. into, you know, music composition or anything like that, right. but it was, it was incredible 
the amount of detail and how many chapters and how many topics you have, pages mm -hmm. and pages and pages of, right, of right. very valuable information. If I wanted to go into that field, I'd certainly uh, mm -hmm. read, you know, into it. But uh, I wanted. I want to discuss a little bit um, more about the business. I mean, you and I, we, we've worked on a couple of movies together mm -hmm. where you scored the, the music and, and um, you, you also did uh, the sound effects and the, um, the design, the audio design on another one. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I wanted to discuss that a little bit. I mean, first of all, what is, a film composer's role on a feature film what how what does that look like uh, other than the obvious you know what is the relationship with the director and how do you approach a project when it's first presented to you and you accept to take it on yeah so i think it's like when we started it's just a mutual understanding of who does what really and right. what can we expect from one another uh, that the composer is, um, I'm, I'm seeing it always as a vessel or a tool to make your film stand out. And it starts with uh, what we describe as a spotting session. We meet together and decide, hey, this is the film. And mm -hmm. for me as a composer, before I write any note, any note that we write uh, is connected in an emotional basis to something that is um, in a scene, a transition, or just a, the whole itself. Mm -hmm. uh, film has its own pace. Film can it all has its own cuts, and um, how music basically is connected or blended with one another. This is where those two minds basically working with one another. That's what that if the working environment is pleasant mm -hmm. and uh, sort of bouncing off each other's idea come to uh, a creative approach. I think you could create something totally almost out of worldly where <clears throat> in a film, film can exist without the music for a while. And then if you say, okay, I need the music. So what is the role going to be filling in that particular moment? Do we really need music in that particular scene? Sure. If we need, what type of music? And maybe we don't need a music in any scene. Maybe no. Sometimes, okay, yeah. Right? Sometimes a scene plays or a moment plays better without any. Uh, what well, no, I, I noticed specifically in a, a larger, bigger project when I was working for TBN doing the Bible history, the six episodes for um, Inexplicable, uh, a lot of those, since there were six different film directors uh, mm -hmm. on every of that episode, everybody has a different approach. And I know, I remember the producer insisted that we create not wall-to-wall -wall music so that, that you know, you have some breathing in there because overall continuous sound is going to basically in parentheses choke that listener uh, it's just a moment of where the sound enters again you have more impact instead of continuity you just right. basically you know the average joe will listen to and sort of acknowledge and sometimes maybe you know experience something i don't know what it is but they cannot describe so you want to achieve the ultimate balance between what the sound needs to be doing and what type of sound that is. As mm -hmm. you mentioned, sound design doesn't uh, necessarily need to be um, orchestral or, um, or elements of orchestral music, or it could be very organic. It could be um, something like a room tone from, um, you know, we could make as a composer, we could create a room tone, we could take a room tone from a set and 
take that and create, um, you know, elements that is going to contribute to. It could be sound on location. It could be as simple as a bird and chirping and a waterfall. We could take mm. that and convert to a score today. And mm. that's why I think nowadays film composers going a little bit away from that traditional orchestral elements, which is still going to be existing, mm. into more organic. Like TV, the same approaches, less melodic content is more uh, desirable at the moment for the TV producers because whenever you introduce melodic content on a thematic, that becomes more, you know, the listener is attached to it. And yeah. sometimes you want to make the music make you certain, evokes a certain feeling and emotion. So you want to right. basically create how the scene feels with that particular sound, not the sound taking over the scene. And it's very easy for young film composers, sometimes the director even then giving the composer the direction to do something. It's almost like you making a house, you're building a house and you're the house owner, you decide to, you know, have your own Italian um, painting in there, mm -hmm. but maybe it's yeah. not for, you know, whoever is going to like it at the end, right? So sure, sure. I think it's a mutual collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, talk a little bit about the difference between, um, you know, an audio engineer and, and a composer, right? They're two mm -hmm. different things. Both elements sure. are very crucial to a feature film or TV show, uh, any type of video. Um, mm -hmm. Sound, actually, sound sure. makes the image, right? You want to have right. a great image to start with. You want to have good lighting. You want to have all of that stuff, good cinematography, good mm -hmm. acting. But sure. with without the proper sound, right. the scene can fall flat, right? 100%. So 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 a lot of independent uh, producers, and you know, I understand that totally. I, I I've been there before, where you don't have the money to, you know, to hire necessarily an uh, audio engineer or a sound right. designer, you know, mm -hmm. composer, and so forth. Um, you know, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, so if that director starts working. Um, directly with the composer in there and communicates the needs that relates to it, what type of score that becomes, um, there might be a need right away to um, also out of that meeting, it come uh, the need for, do we gonna do the ADR or we're not gonna need any ADR? Uh, do we need some custom sounds replacements of any kind? Do we need Foley? And pretty much that's, as you know, ADR is really that, uh, you know, in LA, a lot of shooting happens and planes flying over and you have <laughs> yeah. to go in a studio and, and do the automatic dialogue replacement within that. And a lot of Foley uh, artists have to basically recreate the sound that's been seen on a screen. The mm -hmm. sound designer is a different work, basically, that also... The composer in the, whatever dimension the film is and whatever budget that is that the film director and composer working with, of course, the more people involved, then you have more elaborate collaboration with one another. But then this, the, the composer takes uh, the notes from the film director and tries to what we call develop a sounding mock-up, representation of the score. Now, if the director wishes that there will be live instruments. And of course the budget allows. So of course, if that's something that I could um, hire a musician to play that specific part, 
I could replace that with it. But if, um, you know, if I go on a sound design, create music out of waterfall and create something very fancy texture background for it, then, of course, no musician is necessary to be hired. So that's pretty much lays on a composer's uh, head. And then from there, when the score is approved per scene, per reel, uh, the score then can be mixed uh, by the basically the audio leveling and more about the setting of each instrument and their interaction of instruments with one another. This is the process of audio mixing. So the components basically become um, as a foreground, middle ground, and background. So mm -hmm. everybody has its own priority in the orchestra on a sound quality, uh, like in a song when the singer basically is right. in the foreground mostly. And so all the different individual tracks going into the hands of audio engineer. Now, if that's mm -hmm. in a composer, uh, hands, then of course that will take more time. The right. reason why we don't recommend the composers mixing their own music is because they were like filmmaker, watched the film so many different times, and most likely they will make the bad choices. Yeah. So you need a fresh new pair of ears, and then the audio engineer takes totally neutral. He knows the direction, uh, depend how skillful that audio engineer is, and mm -hmm. takes those limited on unlimited amount of tracks and works with that um knowing what direction the director is actually approaching the whole thing mm. uh the most skilled of course audio engineers are in la uh to to start with but of course there are some other talented across sure. the sure. Uh, us as well that's pretty much in a nutshell how the whole thing um, can be kind of start to be seeing it and then, of course, uh, you know, the post-production supervisor coordinates all this stuff if you have the money to hire a post-production right. supervisor. It could be a music supervisor, right? Or a music so, supervisor, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, so now, given that, you know, now there's all this talk about AI and machines basically taking over, um, what is your preference? I mean, do you still prefer to do a live orchestra recording versus the digital composition? Um, yeah, I mean, in, let's look... Um, what's on the scoring stage in LA happens. So usually an orchestra on a scoring stage in LA costs about $10,000. And uh, per so day. Per, uh, day. per hour, per hour. Okay. Per hour, right. So a film, a larger films, a budget is probably between 200 and $400,000. That's the cost of the orchestra session and recording. Oh. Um, I, it's, it's so it's 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 a it's very intense and a lot of responsibility. Sometimes scores are recorded and rejected because the production company doesn't really agree with the music at the end, and new composers mm -hmm. hired and goes um, back in. Um, but the approach to uh, basically when we're talking about you know audio engineering and AI, um, the new way of how to approach you know audio engineering, it can help me basically if i'm in a one-stop shop if i don't have to record a big orchestra i could actually use some uh, programs that basically helping me in assisting me in mixing and and basically taking a tons of different algorithms per instrument and coming up with a good solution how mm -hmm. to approach that problem right but knowing that in LA, the, the demands of full size, the bigger orchestra can be also um, important. Um, that brings the demand of 
um, live musician, sometimes the budget doesn't allow it. So maybe a, the, the budget allows for six cellos and the yeah. composer wants just 20. And so the other one, the sample libraries that are really recorded parts of that are blended through the audio engineer. So to beefing up that sound that is needed for a particular film. Right? And so um, not every time that the score that you listen and, and see on in Hollywood screen is fully done with only uh, live acoustic orchestra. There's also mm -hmm. blended in sampled orchestra that we use in the, in the first state, uh, right. you know, during the mock-up, which is the 70s, in the 70s days, like Hans Zimmer, when he started, you know, he was the pioneer, basically. He invested mm -hmm. in recording um, a London Symphony Orchestra, each instrument, each pitch separately, so he could actually play this on a computer keyboard. Um, basically, because the synthesizers didn't sound it that good representing French horns in the 70s. So that's why kind of that uh, development of, you know, the technology went forward with developing that content. I understand. So um, if an independent uh, film producer is listening to this right now, uh, what would you say, when, when should an indie film producer um, talk to a music composer? You know, at what stage of the project uh, do you recommend during the, uh, pre-production stages earlier or maybe at the end at post? That varies. Uh, on some project, the producer can approach the composer. Maybe it has it in the pool, a friend that, 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 that trusts and can vouch for it. And sometimes the producer doesn't hire the composer. It could be the music supervisor or the director that established already working relationship. So it's sure. all varies per uh, different, mm -hmm. um, the, the larger the film, the more people of course are involved and over more, more responsibility that has. Uh, on the larger budget, there's, you know, um, of course, music supervisor, as we mentioned, is hired to navigate and mitigate between the director and a composer. Sure. And of course the producer is then the overseer as we know. And, mm -hmm. uh, but, more is the director that approaches that film composer in the independent film. Right. right. So producer is um, not as much directly. Right. Right. Well, Chris, this is all great, great information. The book is called um, Scoring to Picture in Logic Pro. Right. A lot of great information. If you're uh, interested in a career in this field or uh, you're just a director of film producer just wanting to get familiar with a with a process it's a great book to have and um thank you so much for taking the time to 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 write it i'm sure a lot of people will benefit from it for sure for sure thank yeah. you Richard. so yeah so keep us informed as to what's going on we we'll, you know we'll check with you again to have you back on aspiring hollywood i uh, i appreciate your time once again chris Piorkowski, a great music composer professor extraordinaire and now book author thank you Luciana. thank you very much chris